0: Alright boys and girls, welcome back to another episode of Cut the Shit, Get Fit. I'm your host Rafael Matuszewski and today I am going solo. This is episode 123. We are getting close and closer to the 200 mark, which I'm super excited about. And today is a miserable day because we here in Vancouver have rain when yesterday we were supposed to have a downpour, but it was sunny and I was pumped. And I woke up this morning, super dark, super rainy. And I'm like, fuck this, ugh. I absolutely hate, hate rain with a passion. And if I could move somewhere warmer, I would in a heartbeat. And right now I am looking through my window And there is a Canadian goose on top of the apartment building right across from me making a bunch of noise. So if you hear it in the background, I apologize. It's just hanging out there looking towards who knows what. But anyway, let's do some shout outs to the top three cities listening to my show Number one is a new number one. It is Claremont, Florida. Shout out to everybody in Claremont. Number two is Dallas, Texas. Hello, everyone from Texas. And number three is Cleveland, Ohio. Like I mentioned before, my favorite rapper and artist in the world is Machine Gun Kelly, who's from Cleveland, Ohio. Shout out to everyone in Cleveland. So today... What I am going to go into is a topic that I absolutely love to talk about, and it's the deadlift. The deadlift is probably my favorite freaking exercise because it's so badass, it empowers you, and it does just wonders to your body. So that's why I want to bring it up because me going into this new gym called Aura Fitness and Yoga. Um, the way it's laid out is primarily they have giant group classes and we split them up where Monday, Wednesday, Fridays are strength days, Tuesday, Thursdays, and Saturdays are our metabolic conditioning, cardio days, or whatever the hell you want to call them. So the max we'll have is 20 people per class. We have a program laid out for each month. You progress and... There you have it, right? And the tough thing is seeing people, you know, when they have the barbell deadlift, and, you know, I walk by to go train my clients, and a lot of people don't have the prerequisites to actually deadlift with good form. And I've been trying my best to jump in on the classes to help people out, and it's like a simple little change that can, you know, Create such a better looking um, deadlift, and I think a lot of coaches sometimes just skip steps, and it's not their fault. It's just they don't know any better, because um, maybe they didn't, ha- you know, read an article or watch a video of how to pro- properly progress, and you're kind of left with you know missing holes in I would call it your education for your nervous system to lift effectively. So I wanted to go through my own progression of how I get someone ready to dead, uh, to deadlift with good form, injury free and you know, feel good that they're progressing. So I think the best way to start this is from the assessment. And I think all the coaches out there and all the fitness enthusiasts, like, you should put yourself through an assessment or your client through an assessment to actually see if they have what it takes to actually deadlift off the floor. And if they don't, what ways you should, you know, move your programming around so then they can effectively deadlift. Um, So what I do is I use the FMS, um, active straight leg raise. That tells me a lot. Most people fucking suck at this thing. And, you know, if they get a one or, like, barely a two, I'm like, okay, we got some work to do. The second thing I'll do is check um, a simple toe touch. If you remember seeing a video with Gray Cook talking about how he tests uh, with Brett Jones if someone is ready to deadlift off the floors, if they can't touch their toes without you know, their knees locked out, they have no business, you know, deadlifting off the floor. Um, But that doesn't mean they can, they shouldn't deadlift. You should elevate it. But we'll get to that later. Um, And then from there, I do a modified toe touch test where, where I'll take the FMS board, have one foot on top of the FMS board, where that knee will stay bent, and then the other knee that's right beside it on the ground will stay locked out, and then I want to see bilaterally if they can touch their toes, or if the range of motion improves, and this tells me there's something going on in their hips that if you you know play around with different angles, you might get a extra couple inches of range of motion. And you know, you can go into other different, um, Assessments, but again, you got to be efficient as a coach. You don't want to, like, all right, let's take an hour to figure out what the hell's going on with your hips. Um, But this tells me enough. So, for example, say someone can't touch their toes, they do the modified toe touch, they get a little, a couple more inches, but they still can't touch their toes. I'm like, okay, we're going to teach you how to hinge. And learning how to hinge, there's so many different ways, but here's what I do. There's something called the wall um, hinge touchback, whatever the fuck you wanna call it. I'll get someone um, towards a wall, but their bum is facing the wall, and I want them to step, you know, maybe a foot, foot and a half, and I want them to push their hips back so their bum touches the wall, and I want their hands to come forward as counterbalance, almost like if you're gonna do a broad jump and using your hands as counterbalance. And this teaches them how to hinge properly, because most people, general population, they have no idea what the hell hinge and squat means and how to do that with their body. So this is how I get them uh, learning how to hinge their hips. And, you know, it's kind of bulletproof because, you know, it's like if they can't touch their butt against the wall, they're squatting. And then they're like, oh, okay. So they get that external feedback when their bum touches the wall. The other one I like to use is I'll take a dowel from the FMS board, whatever, the 2 by 4 from Home Depot, it doesn't matter. And I will get them against the bench, calves against the bench, standing up straight, having the dowel behind their back, across their bum straight, and pushing their hands against the dowel to engage their lats, And if you don't know what I'm talking about, go through my YouTube page. I have that video, the dowel hinge. And you can either put it up like that or you can have it against, you know, tailbone, shoulder blades, and head, kind of like the FMS inline lunge to teach them how to keep neutral spine. And then I want them to hinge, and I tell them, if your calves come off the bench, you're squatting. Oh, you guys hear that? That's the, uh, that's the goose. But now there's another one on on the roof, they're recruiting. Sorry, I'm totally, like, being the kid with ADD looking out the window, like, oh, butterfly, but it's a goose. Um, Where was I? Right. Um, If the calves stay on the bench, they are hinging properly. Now, I found that this works with some, and sometimes it doesn't. So what I do simply is I flip them around, I'm like... I want an inch or two where your knees are away from the bench, and as you come down, I want your knees to actually touch the bench in that hinge position, because we all know that when you deadlift, it's not a stiff-legged deadlift. You're gonna have some knee flexion to properly engage the movement. And then this is kind of like the start of learning the hinge pattern and the deadlift. Now, the next part, is I wanna do an elevated kettlebell deadlift. Now depending on the individual, this will vary in height. Usually, best case scenario, I'll take a 45 pound plate and then a you know 16 kilo kettlebell for the average person. And then <clears throat> this will differ person to person, but say they're really, really bad, you can put three 45 pound plates and the 16 um, 16 kilo kettlebell. Or you can have four 45 pound plates and an eight kilo kettlebell because maybe the person has been in a car accident, has low back uh, pain sometimes, but teaching them how to hinge and lift properly is gonna be a really good thing for them. So you want to ensure that you figure out where your client should start and get them learning how to lift properly in that hinge pattern now from there you simply take a 45 pound plate lower and lower and lower until they can deadlift off the floor with good form now say maybe that um, you know they still can't touch their toes and when they get to the ground it's like oh shit they're not going to be able to deadlift the floor. That's fine. Keep them on a 45-pound plate. Start loading it heavier with a heavier kettlebell, and if you run out of kettlebells, go double kettlebell. That would be my next step. Let's do double kettlebell um, deadlifts. You know, most gyms will go up to a 24-kilo kettlebell. You get your client there. They're strong. They're doing, like, 10 reps. They're like, this is fucking easy. Let's go to 16 16-kilo kettlebells. You got 32 kilos that's a pretty you know heavy deadlift for general population and that's awesome and then the next thing i would do from there is introduce the trap bar deadlift now the people with you know shitty mobility and they still can't touch their toes i find this is a good substitute because they can add a little bit more knee flexion and i like the trap bar deadlift because it's almost a hybrid of a squat and a deadlift. And I find that it's so easy to coach. I get people to stand in the middle of the trap bar or hex bar whatever you want to call it, and I just tell them, lift it up. And they get right into that deadlift position so easy. And it's so functional because I'm like, think about you have 13 bags of groceries on the ground. You got to pick them all up because you're not going to do a second trip because fuck that noise. We're going into the house all one trip, with the keys in the hand, and we're gonna open the door and drop all the groceries off one trip. And then they just get that, they're like, yes, I know what you mean, I can do this. So, trap bar, for most people who can't touch their toes on a toe touch test, they're able to deadlift off the floor. Again, this is gonna be really individual, so if they can't maintain that neutral spine and proper posture, throw in the 45 pound plates on each side of the weight, boom, done. You can load up that pattern. If you remember um, Bradley Cooper, who um, was training and acting in um, that movie American Sniper, there is a clip of him trap bar deadlifting off racks or whatever elevated thing he was on, and he was like up to four or 500 pounds, and if you follow Ben Bruno, he was the coach training him, and he was saying he had the shittiest mobility ever, but he still loaded his trap bar deadlift, to get that muscle on him and he elevated it. There's no rule that says you need to deadlift off the floor. So that would be my next step. Then, if I really wanted to progress them, I would um, really work on their mobility work, like hammer it out in their warm ups, week in, week out, and eventually they'll be able to do it. And I've seen this happen with clients. And if you've been listening to my show for a while, I've had clients. For years like years I have one client that's been with me almost as long as I've been coaching so he's been with me for seven years and I've seen huge improvements in mobility I have I've had about three or four clients where their toe touch was like to their kneecap and now they can touch their toes it just takes some patience and time and now I'm introducing the straight bar deadlift. Now, to get to that, I'll go from the trap bar to the straight bar. If they have the mobility requirements, fuck it. Let's throw them onto the, tra- uh, to the straight bar and see what happens. This is where um, you need to play around with body position. Say, you know, they can touch their toes, but it doesn't look right doing different stances like maybe they can go into a sumo and get that position if that works stick with it if that doesn't work get them to the conventional setup play around with hand positions play around with foot positions like our hips are so different from one person to another simply moving your like feet out a little bit or maybe the right um, right foot out a little bit or right foot in a little bit that can Play a huge role in the mechanics of how you lift, and if still doesn't look right, elevate the conventional deadlift. Put it into a um, a squat rack and elevate it with the like safety bars. Like why not? And just do um, the straight bar deadlift like that, and then that's how you progress. Like that's how I go from zero to hundred to get people strong. And you got to remember, like, not everyone is meant to straight bar deadlift. I've had some clients where, you know, we get to the double kettlebell deadlift, and like, that's all they can do. And I've done everything I could took him to physio to chiro it's just their bodies are not meant to trap bar or straight bar and then you get to get creative like let's do single leg deadlifts and load the shit out of it and get fucking strong right like you can go double kettlebell I love doing the barbell single leg deadlift like that's so badass and that's kind of my system on getting people deadlifting heavy and you know Everything is an individual approach. And I think coaches need to understand that. There's no cookie cutter program, cookie cutter exercise. Everyone's an individual. You need to get that through your head. Just because the person beside you is deadlifting and you've been deadlifting for years and your you know, weight has not gone up, but everything kind of just feels off and something hurts. Like, fuck, maybe you're not meant to deadlift and that's okay. Maybe the back squat is what you need load that up, right? And that could be um another topic is how I progress them through the back uh, back squat, but I want to keep this short and sweet and I'm going to leave it there. If you guys have any questions on how I help people deadlifting, then um let me know. Add me on Facebook, hit me up on Messenger, go on Instagram, hit me up on the DM or freaking email me and uh yeah, I think I'm going to leave it there. Thank you so much for listening. If you guys have any feedback, thoughts, questions, concerns, feel free to reach out. And if you have any recommendations on who I should interview next, let me know. And please, 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 please share this podcast. I want this thing to grow as fast as possible so I can reach so many other coaches, so many other general population people who are interested in fitness to give good information so we can get away from all that shitty noise out there on Facebook and Instagram, and the internet, and Dr. Oz, and all that bullshit. That's it for me, and uh, have a good weekend, you guys.